Good day. I'm Pete from Cape Town. Um, I just want to share a few thoughts today with uh, some of you because I see a lot of negative commenting on Twitter. Now, um, it worries me a little bit when I see what the people complain about. They complain about not having alcohol or nicotine, which I don't think is essential uh, for anybody's survival. So, please, if you can't live without it, uh, don't come and complain in public because there are people who don't have food who would rather have food than the alcohol that you crave. And one bottle of whiskey, the price of a bottle of whiskey, could feed a family for days, for many days. That is the reality of so many people. I live in a country where 56% of the citizens live on, um, in today's exchange rate, around about $50 per month. Per month. I'm talking US dollars now. You try and survive on that. Um, the only food people can afford usually is starch. Uh, it's a high carb, very low vitamin, very low protein diet, which obviously in the end could um, help the development of type 2 diabetes, for instance, and all the nasties that go with that. So while people complain about not having something to drink, there are others who don't have something to eat. I think that is worse. Um, in my country, South Africa, there's a lot of whining going about. And whining is the art of complaining without offering a solution. That is called whining. A senseless complaining. Uh, which is very rife at the moment about the government's uh, supposedly draconian rules. Now, I, on the same day, I read um, online in the paper that the UK didn't act fast and decisively enough and that another 40,000 people, Britons, may die as a result. Now, um, I'm not a friend of the South African government. I live in this country. I see what they do. I see what they cannot do. I see the incompetence every day, the corruption, all these kinds of things. What I can say is that they did act swiftly and I must commend them for that. And I'm surprised to see who are the whiners, who are the people who complain about the swift action. Um, at the moment, I feel fairly smug and safe in my own austere little home. And... Um, I must just say that I think I'm fortunate to have a government that did act swiftly in an effort to prevent a human disaster, a humanitarian disaster at that. So if the Britons uh, in a first world country didn't act swiftly enough and that if that would cause the death of another 40,000 people, then I'm very thankful that I'm living not far from the tip of Africa, about two hours drive from the southern tip of Africa, which is at Cape Agulhas and not at Cape Point, as so many people believe. Uh, it is 2020 and we're still trying to educate uh, locals on, on that. Now, 
as for being held up in one place, from December 31, 2018 until July 5, 2019, I was um, locked into a little room of less than 20 square meters for 183 days. I didn't die because of that. Uh, my legs didn't fall off. I didn't lose my head. I remained sane. Um, the only thing was a bit of inconvenience and a little, little bit of social distancing because of another non-contagious medical issue. So please stop the whining. You won't die because you are locked in for a few days. My own um, isolation started well before this lockdown in South Africa, about nine days before that. I took my last walk. Took a few photos, saw a southern right whale, swam past the beach and came home and went into self-imposed isolation. And I can tell you, I don't have a whole home to live in like many people do. I have a very small space. You can go and figure out how many square meters it is. It measures 129 square foot which is really tiny. That is my existence. And it is not killing me. I'm quite content. I have a laptop here. Um, I blog. I write. I edit my photos. I do kind of all kinds of things. I have a nice view on other apartment blocks. If I want a change of scenery, I can just look out of the window and see people up in the far block. They, they jump up on the balcony. We can see them do that. Um, maybe once a day somebody would walk up the street on the way to the shop um, or a car might drive past maybe once a day, twice a day we, we see that. I haven't seen a dog in over a month. I haven't seen a cat in over a month. I did see many little birds that I haven't seen in the two years prior to me, um, prior to this. So um, there are benefits, yes. Uh, wildlife is returning to the to the um, inner core of the city, and um, otherwise life is good. We are blessed. We wake up in the morning. I can feel my toes. I can feel my ears. I can see. I can breathe. I can smell. I can hear. I can even feel pain at my age, which means I'm still alive, so I'm very thankful. So I want to encourage people to, to take the positive out of this day, take the good things. If you have a slice of bread, even if it's just a dry crust, and if you have a sip of coffee or a sip of tea to drink, or some uh, of this horrid fake cool drinks at one by that you mix with water. Be thankful for that because you have so much more than some others. There are people who literally have no food and all the aid in my country goes in one direction. If it wasn't for a good Samaritan, I would have died of hunger by now. Count your blessings. Count your blessings every day. 
we're not given a, a good life or, and we're not given a bad life. It is how we respond to what happens to us. And if you know me, if you know where I come from, then you will know that life really sometimes is a cruel place. But how I respond to that is my choice. Um, I'm a keen photographer with my camera being relieved from me by uh, what I call alternative shopping in the city center. Uh, the camera was six days old. I'm a grade seven Google local guide who was invited to the Life Connect event in the San Francisco Bay Area later this year. An all-expenses-paid event, which obviously because of coronavirus is not going to happen now. But I don't even have the camera left to do my uh, photography with. I'm using um, my smartphone, a very nice one that was uh, a gift from a friend. I use that. And I bold into my society. I don't get money from promoting tourism in my city. I don't benefit one single cent. But for the past seven years, I've constantly been doing this. And this is how I ended up with uh, three and a half, 3.6, 3.7 million views on my Google Maps. I've placed so many businesses on Google Maps. I didn't charge a cent. I didn't get a cent. I didn't earn a cent. Sometimes I get a cup of coffee or a meal. That's my reward, but my real reward is the joy that I get to see how that helps other people make decisions of where to go. Do something like that. Go out and volunteer. Go out and do something without expecting anything back. When you do that, you will find you'll be a very content and happy person, and you will not complain about being locked in, but you will see it as an opportunity do you know that if you live in Africa especially, that Google offers free online training for digital marketing and so many other courses that you can do for free? Just go and Google it and you will find it and you can do it. And it, it's not going to cost you a cent. And there's no catch. There's no send me 80, 80 quid afterwards to get your certificate. That doesn't exist. You get your qualification without you having to fork out one single cent. And it's easy. It's not difficult stuff. Another organization that offers um, free online classes is Yoast. Y-O-A-S-T. Yoast. Go and look them up and see what they have on offer. And there are ways to improve yourself. And you know what? People always tell me I'm very intelligent. I'm not. I'm really not in that much in, more intelligent than the average person. I had my adult IQ tested years ago. And what I can say to you is I like to upload data. That I like doing. Between stroke 11 and stroke 12, I still read a book per day. And no, I'm not talking about fiction and junk that I was reading. I was talking about well-researched uh, non-fiction books, autobiographies, history, factual stuff, factual material. For 13 years, I studied how the Bible's New Testament was put together. And I've discovered some interesting things there. 
in the end, a professor found me and uh, invited me to come and do my PhD because he had seen my uh, research work. Some summaries of my work that I sent to two other professors of theology in the USA. They somehow sent it to him and he found me. He wanted me to do my PhD. I don't need a PhD. And I think I have done my research. I know what I know. And I don't need anything more than that. I'm doing something else now. Um, to count uh, brain damage incurred during uh, some of my strokes, I started learning the Linux operating system. And I even um, communicated personally with some of the project managers of some of the Linux versions or distros. Ari, OS in Iran, is headed by someone called Mahdi. I've been in touch with Mahdi, with Tom in Australia, I think his distro was called Ultimate OS or something like that. Then there was another gent in the Eastern Cape in South Africa who made one called Makulu Linux. I had been in touch and in conversation with him, with Clem Lefebvre of Linux Mint. So I can go down the, the, the list here and say that um, I ended up being quite knowledgeable on the Linux and proficient in the Linux operating system and that I reversed my brain damage. That is a positive outlook in life. Sometimes I refer to negative things that happened in the past. That doesn't make me a negative person. It makes me a realist. I will leave you with this thought. The optimist bolt a plane. The pessimist made a parachute. The realist can pilot both.